Welcome to Cross Communities Podcast. We're glad you're here to listen today. We hope that today's message will strengthen your faith and help you to love God and people more. Glad to have you here tonight for this service, which is different than any other service we do throughout the rest of the year. And so if you're new with us, and this is your first time to join us, we don't do this any other time of the year. But I want you to know the service is constructed intentionally this way. One is to get us to spend some quiet and some time in front of Jesus so that we can think and feel the weight of the world's sin upon the shoulders of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I want you to know tonight the songs, the prayers, the reading, the lights being dimmed, the candles being extinguished, all of this is intentional. It's intentionally trying to get to nudge your head and your heart together. I think too often in our everyday lives, we spend a lot of time up here, and it's hard for us to get down here. And so this service, I want to invite you to be open to the Spirit's prompting to enter into the story, into the narrative, and that you would let the Spirit move you through the Scriptures and the lights and the visual prompts to invite your head and your heart to meet in Jesus. So there are going to be moments of silence that happen throughout this service. Just take those moments. It's okay just to focus on the cross. It's okay to think a prayer to God. God, open my heart to receive. It's okay to listen to the Scriptures. It's okay if you notice a tear or a cry coming from you. That is fine. We are here to engage with the One who gave everything on our behalf. So we're going to take a moment of silence and then we'll begin. I'm glad you're here. Let me pray for us. Father, tonight in this very unusual service, we pray that we would not be distracted by anything, but that you would focus our head and our heart upon Jesus and the great lengths that you were willing to go to show us your love. Remind us that this day is not about you needing to punish Jesus so that you could love us. It was you showing us what you are willing to endure in Jesus to show us your love. We pray that you would lead us in this service to the cross. And we pray this in the name of the one who died there. The name of Jesus. 
And everyone said, Amen. Let's take a moment of silence. Sing this hymn together. When I survey the Come home so rich. 
you read aloud with me as we pray. Almighty God, you gave us the gift of creation and brought light into the world so that we might behold its beauty and walk safely in the world. Help us this night to remember that your son became the true light of the world, that we might never walk in darkness. Through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. This service and this whole day that we call Good Friday revolves around this moment. This great sacrifice that Jesus made for us. So tonight, before we get into that moment, I want to spend just a little bit of time reading the scripture that sets the stage for the cross. And I believe has a question for us tonight. In Matthew chapter 27, beginning at verse 11, Matthew writes, Meanwhile, Jesus stood before the governor. He had already shared a last meal with his friends, with his disciples. One of them had betrayed him as he was praying in the garden. And he had been arrested and taken. He had been accused falsely by the high priests and the leaders of his religion at that time. He was brought before Pilate, the governor. Meanwhile, Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? You have said so, Jesus replied. When he was accused by the chief priests and the elders, he gave no answer. Then Pilate asked him, Don't you hear the testimony they are bringing against you? But Jesus made no reply. Not even to a single charge, to the great amazement of the governor. Now, it was the governor's custom at the festival to release a prisoner chosen by the crowd. 
And at that time, they had a well-known prisoner whose name was Jesus Barabbas. So when the crowd had gathered, Pilate asked them, Which one do you want me to release to you? Jesus Barabbas or Jesus who is called the Messiah? For he knew it was out of self-interest that they handed Jesus over to him. When Pilate was sitting on the judge's seat, his wife sent him this message, Don't have anything to do with that innocent man, for I have suffered a great deal today in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and to have Jesus executed. Which of the two do you want me to release to you? asked the governor. Barabbas, they answered. What shall I do then with Jesus who is called the Messiah? Pilate asked. They answered, crucify him. Why? What crime has he committed? asked Pilate. But they shouted all the louder, crucify him. When Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere, but that instead an uproar was starting, he took water and washed his hands in front of the crowd. I am innocent of this man's blood, he said. It is your responsibility. All the people answered, his blood is on us and on our children. Then he released Barabbas to them. But he had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified. The question I believe that's before us tonight is which one do you want me to release to you? Jesus Barabbas or Jesus who is called the Messiah? I think Matthew was very intentional here. To talk about Jesus Barabbas. Oftentimes in the Bible, you can learn something about someone through their name. And Barabbas means son of the Father. Jesus, son of the Father, or Jesus Mashiach, Messiah. Two Jesuses who are here. One who is named Son of the Father. And one that Matthew has attempted over and over and over again in his Gospel to show us is the true Son of the Father. You see, a a son of a father is meant to be, we would say today in our language, we would say a chip off the old block. One in whom you see the Father. Because of their nearness, because a son would often work with a father, take on some of his mannerisms and his traits in the way that he operated in the world. And Matthew brings it down to Pilate between you and me as we are a part of the crowd, invited to be a part of the crowd. And he says, who would you have me release to you? The one named son of the Father? Or the one who is the Son of the Father. Matthew gives him, gives Barabbas no other things other than he was a famous criminal. 
Some of the other Gospels remind us that he was an insurrectionist. He was a freedom fighter. He was a rebel. He was one who had led an insurrection against the Romans. He had taken up arms. He had taken up a sword to take control and take power in order to have the world the way he thought it should be. And it didn't matter if he committed violence or killed someone. This is not someone who is like the Father. We've been talking all this season of Lent about sin. Those ones that, that trip us all up. Those ones that we struggle with that are called the seven deadly sins. And Jesus Barabbas in His pride took up arms in thinking He knew the way the world should be. Jesus, Barabbas, in His greed, went and grabbed for all He could. Jesus, Barabbas, in His gluttony, took what was He thought belonged to Him. Jesus, Barabbas, in His pride, said He knew the way it was supposed to be. Jesus, Barabbas, in His envy, Destroyed and killed. Jesus, Barabbas, in his anger, brought violence to the city. And Pilate asks the crowd, Who would you have me release to you? Jesus, who is named Son of the Father? Or Jesus, who is the Son of the Father, the Messiah. The rest of this service, as we hear the last words of Jesus, begin to show how He is the opposite of Jesus Barabbas. And to Jesus Barabbas's anger, Jesus We'll pray, Father, forgive them. To Barabbas' greed, Jesus will say, there is room for a criminal who repents in the kingdom. Today, you will be with me in paradise. To Barabbas' gluttony, Jesus will look to the needs of others and say, son, this is your mother. Mother, this is your son. To Barabbas' pride, Jesus, the true Son of the Father, will admit His need and say, I thirst. To Barabbas' sloth, Jesus will pray. Jesus, the Son of the Father, will pray, My God, My God, why have You forsaken Me? To Barabbas' envy, Jesus, the Son of God, will declare it is finished. And to Barabbas' lust for power to control the world, Jesus, the Son of the Father, will trust and instead of grabbing for power, will say, into your hands, I commend my spirit. 
which Jesus would you have released into the world? Crowd? Church? Don't race too quickly, but let the Holy Spirit do His work in your heart. Because if you're like me, there are times when I am probably more likely to yell by my actions, crucify Him, than to say, please release Jesus the Messiah. Release Him into my heart. Release Him into our church. Release Him into our world. And tonight, we are all confronted with the weight of the world's sin, with the weight of our sin, that Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of the Father, was willing to shoulder on my behalf, on your behalf, on our behalf, and on behalf of the world. Lord Jesus, You carried the weight of our sin. You let it crush You. And You spoke words against each of the deadly sins as They were crushing you. Help us to trust you. Help us to trust that your way is the way. That your truth is the truth. That your life is the life. For we pray and ask all these things in your name. And everyone said, Amen. Portions of John 19. Then they handed him over to be crucified. So they took Jesus and carrying the cross by himself, he went out to what is called the place of the skull. There they crucified him and with him two others, one on either side with Jesus in between. When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his clothes and divided them into four parts. One for each.
satisfied, my Lord. Were you there when they crucified, my Lord? Oh, sometimes it causes me to tremble, tremble, tremble. Were you there when they crucified my Lord? Were you there when they nailed him to the tree? As they nailed him to the tree, Jesus responded not in anger, but said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing.
Then the criminal who was crucified alongside of Jesus said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus replied, Truly I say to you, today you shall be with me in paradise. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus, remember me when you come into your Meanwhile, standing near the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the the wife of Clappus, and Mary Magdalene. Where Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing beside her, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Son, behold your mother.
When it was noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. At three o'clock, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lemma sabachthani, which is the beginning verses of the lament of Psalm 22, translated as, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? After this, he said, I am thirsty. A jar of sour wine was standing there. So they put a sponge full of the wine on a branch of hyssop and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the wine, he said, It is finished.
while the sunlights failed. The curtain of the temple was torn in two. Then Jesus, crying with a loud voice, said, Into your hand I commit my spirit. Behold, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. Behold, the Lamb of God, who takes away our sin. Behold, the Lamb of God. Who takes away my sin? My friends, Jesus did not die to change God's mind about you. Jesus died to change our minds about God and how much God is willing to endure in the process of forgiving us. I pray that for the rest of this night and through tomorrow that we call Holy Saturday, you would wrestle with that. And that as you view any image of the man dying upon the cross, the one who is the Son of the Father, that you would be reminded of His love. And you would be ready to confess any of the seven sins we've been talking about over this Lenten season, knowing that He is ready to forgive. 
In a moment, I'm going to pray and I'm going to dismiss you. But I need your help. If you would like to stay and remain here for a moment, I will stay until the last person leaves. If you are needing to go to rush home, you have things that you need to do, I want to ask you to leave quietly. Be careful because like the disciples all those thousands of years ago, we leave in darkness. The lights will not come on. So be careful. Please hold your conversations until you're outside the building. And let those who long to stay in the presence of the one who loved them. The time and the quiet that they need. Let me pray for us. Father, thank you for sending your son, a chip off the old block who shows us your love and your grace, your mercy, your compassion, your righteousness and your justice, your willingness to suffer, to forgive those who have gone astray. Teach us and help us in these next few days to once again place our trust in your hand and to follow you wherever you would lead us. For we pray and ask these things in the name of the Father who is for us, in the name of the Son who is with us, and in the name of the Spirit who is in us. Amen. God bless you. Go reverently. Go quietly. Go in peace. And may God bless you through Holy Saturday and on into the celebration of Sunday. God bless you. You are dismissed. Thank you for tuning in to Cross Communities Podcast. We hope you will join us next week.